Yo, my brother. Uncle Puche, what's up? <laughs> you are probably the first person to come on my show and get my fucking name right. That's why I love you. This is all love and respect. That's why. You know what? I was just about to say that. I was going to say, if you respect me, that's why you fucking know how to say my name correctly. <laughs> and also, I've just been listening to so many episodes. So it's like, <laughs> it just kind of rings in, in my head. Uncle Puche. <laughs> well, the thing is, brother, you as being as educated as you are, you know, repetition marks, you know, memory. So, mm-hmm. I mean, me and you both being former athletes, the more I say it, the more people hear it, the more they begin to believe it. So it's just like one of those things where I, I'm not gonna lie, the first couple of times I said, Uncle Poochie, nigga, I felt crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a fucking dweeb. Like, I felt like, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? But now it's to the point now where like, when people call me my government name, I'm like, who the fuck is that? You know, like, I need to learn how to separate the two at times. Like, no, and uh, yeah, and that's, that's kind of what, you know, our, that's why I wanted to have you on the episode because you you of all people know a thing or two about like separating the two and so uh mm-hmm. thank you so very much brother i'm so glad we get to have you on my show um Man, i'm gonna really go appreciate ahead. being here yeah definitely bro i'm gonna go ahead jump into it do the introduction like i always do and then we're gonna rock and roll it all right all right <clears throat> all right good morning good evening good afternoon whenever this message reaches you you're listening to another episode of the six feet under podcast with my host with sophisticated ignorance uncle what's good everybody what's going on as you heard in the background i got my good good brother my good 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 brother who is under six feet tall and that's why he's my good brother (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm gonna just call you mel i I, i'm gonna call you mel because i'm not trying to fuck up your whole name and your last name but this is a this is a good brother of mine um my boy mel man um I, you know, the funny thing about Mel is me and him met. And when we met, man, I'm going to tell a story real quickly. I don't know All if right. you even remember this or if you even know this. We met uh, Mike, the guy who introduced us. Mm-hmm. When we met, I remember before we even met, he says to me, hey, I got this friend named Mel. and You love him. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, he goes, you love him because you guys are just alike. And I'm like is he black and he's like yeah and i'm like mike's a white dude by the way yeah yeah mike's a white yeah exactly he's a male guy <laughs> and so and so um bef- be- before he even gets another word off i'm like you think i'm gonna get along with this motherfucker because he's black he's like nah he's black and he's from tennessee i'm like oh yeah <laughs> he's from tennessee that's what's gonna make us friends like i don't fucking know this nigga so like before i even met you <laughs> I already had this preconceived notion that I wasn't going to like you because someone said that I was going to like you. So I was just like, whatever, I'm not going to like this nigga. And then we met on a pickup football game. You remember that? Remember we yeah, met remember on a pickup football yeah. game? In sack. And, in sack, yeah. And after that, I was like, I like this nigga. I like this nigga <laughs> a lot. I like this nigga a lot. <laughs> like, and it was the funniest thing because like, I did not know you two days from fucking Sunday. But, like, Mel has, like, this personality is, is like, I figure, like, when Mel likes you, he's just like, yo, you're cool. And I remember Mel, like, not to say like this, because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be like that. But you met me in a part of my life when I wasn't really that open to, like, just making new friends. And, like, you were always just very open and, like, like cool. Like, oh, no, it's cool, Keith. Like, come. I'm saying, I'm saying my government name. Uh, it's cool, man. <laughs> it's cool, man. Come, come through, man. Come through. Hang out with us. And I was just like damn nigga you don't know me like that and it was now not with Mel it was always love like to the point where like like Mel like was one of the first dudes who like just really put me on game and was just like dog like this is how you do it this is how you work it and you would always be and one thing I always appreciated about you was like when you gave game you never forced it down my throat you were like you're either gonna take it or you're not gonna take it and that's that is what it is. So I know that was a long-winded ass story, Mel, but I, I I can't, you know, I've told you plenty of times, bro, how much I admire you, bro. But yeah, go ahead, introduce yourself to the people, Mel. Man, where did I start? And yeah, I mean, I remember those times, and I think when good energy flows, you know what I mean? So I always felt good energy from you, and Mike yeah. kind of had a similar way he introduced you, so I was like, yo, he's like, oh, you like him, you guys are the same height. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> you're black and you're the same height. And I'm like, right. Oh, God, I'm gonna love this, I'm gonna love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he was right. We all we all got along. Went to yeah. um, James's house back in the day, and you know everything yeah. kind of progressed forward. Everything uh, progressed forward. I even gave you my when I played football. I even gave you my coach's number. Huh? I'm sorry to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> like the, the thing is, this is how much Mel was rooting for me. I didn't notice. I didn't notice nigga Mel that well 
But at the time, Mel, um, just to just to do a humbling ass flex. Yeah. And I'll get into this. I told Mel one time during Friendsgiving, I don't know if you remember this, Mel. I told you, I want your fucking life. I looked at you dead ass in your face and I said, I want your fucking life. And he just laughed. And I looked at him and I said, no, nigga, I'm a fucking hater. I hate you. I want to be you. Mel, to give a little bit of background, Mel fucking went to UCLA, played football at UCLA. Out after college, you did a you did a couple of things. But I remember you getting a, a job at like Google, it was yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, like Google. And usually on my program, I don't name drop, but I'm name dropping today. Cause this nigga Melvin, he didn't did some shit. <laughs> you didn't did some shit, boy. You didn't did some shit. You didn't seen some shit. You didn't been in some shit. And good shit, by the way. And it was just like I remember I looked at you and I said, I I, I want your life. And I bet you don't even remember what you said to me, huh? Uh, I don't remember what I said. What I say? You said in due time. <laughs> I said, nigga. <laughs> you went to me and you said, uh, Keith, this all in due time. You'll get there. And I was like, nah, bro, I'll never get there. You said, nah, nah, nah you'll get there. And I remember you said, we just got to get you in front of the right people. And I said, you mean the white people? You said both. <laughs> I, I do kind of remember that. Yeah. I, said, I said, you know what? I do need to get in front of the right white people. <laughs> and after that, after that, I cleaned up my image, kind of got my shit together and was just like, all right, man, I need to stop fucking around and shit like that. But Mel, man, I had to have you on the show because like um, for the people who don't know, um, a lot of times if you hear me spit game, actually, let me back this up. Let me let me give credit where credit is fucking due. I told a story a long time ago um, about when I went to New York, and I told the story a multitude of times about uh, this, sign, this, this saying that I said, um, and I just have to put it out there. Mel was the first person who told me, hey, you know, it's never yours. It's just your turn with it. And the crazy part about that, that saying was you put that you put you put it in my brain and you weren't talking about just women. You were talking about in general of life. You were just like, listen, man, understand this. Like, I see you doing your thing, but you you got you got to stop being so possessive, man. Like this shit is all just borrowed. You know what I'm saying? Like none of this belongs to you. And that fuck. And I had been in New York for like ten minutes, and you blew my fucking mind. And after that, we proceeded to go get drunk, and I passed out for four hours. Like, <laughs> like, like that was the shit we was on, and that shit was so much fun when the world was open. But um, I, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, family, I brought Mel on because um, if there isn't one thing I know, Mel has that I know that I have that, you know, Mike wasn't wrong. You and I have a lot of similarities yeah. in the case in point of like, just outside of being black, outside of being from Tennessee and being the same height. Um, we both, yeah, you are fucking taller. Shut up. <laughs> for the record. That's why, you, that's, that's why, would you say in Ripper, in Ripper? I said for the record. Oh, for the record. Oh, well, hey man, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you on my show today, motherfucker. You my height. Uh, uh, um, Mel, uh, has had in similarities of like walks of life, the same type of like uh, things that I've dealt with. And that's why when, when I saw him, uh, when I told him that one day, I was like, yo, I want your life. I, I was pretty much stating like, bro, like I see all the things you're doing and I feel like I'm capable of doing them too, but I'm just not sure how to fucking get there. But outside of that surface level shit, just the way I feel like me and you have been approached, the way me and you have been treated, the way people view us, it's just black men in America, which that's just a steaming hot topic right now. I mean, yeah. it always has been. Um, it's just something that you and I both, I, we have, for the lack of better words, always been the one I feel like, and I know you know you felt the same way, had our authentic blackness questioned. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. Are you really black? Is like something I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. I know it's something I've heard, and it's just so fucking frustrating, bro. It's so fucking angry. Like, why do you talk like that? Why do you sound like that? Why do you enunciate your words like that? Are you even black enough? And it's like, hold on, excuse me, my bad. Let me go get my watermelon, my gold teeth, and my fucking baggy jeans, and my gun. <laughs> Yeah. Is, is that black enough for you? Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I didn't I didn't know I needed to dress like a I don't know what the fuck, <laughs> I, I, you know. And so that's why I was like, Mel, listen, it, I, I, I need you on the show, man, because I know if anybody knows anything about being questioned about being authentically black, it's you, bro. So thank you so very much, bro. I know this is a it's a, it's a hot point. It's a, it's a, it, it can be a sensitive topic. And so I appreciate you for even, you know, coming on, man. Oh, no, I was, I was privileged when you asked me. Just want to come over yeah. and just, like, you know, keep it real uh, and kick the mm -hmm. truth. But 
in way of introduction, yeah, like you kind of mentioned, um, once UCLA played football, um, mm -hmm. worked at Google now, um, yep. work at Facebook, yep. I'm doing my thing in New York City. Uh, so, <laughs> long story short. But uh, in terms of being black, yeah, I want to say, like, it was more so in the adolescent years, you know what I mean, where yep. people were just like, oh, like, you, why you sound like that? You sound white or, or like, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't like this. You don't know about this. You don't know about that. And it's just like, kind of mm -hmm. like all these things that at the time where it kind of got to me, you know what I mean? And it's yes. just like, I didn't understand that, you know, how I didn't fit into like this, this model that everyone else fit into, you know what I mean? Uh, and yep. so, and then when I start to understand like, kind of like how, like they were making these assumptions, was it because, oh, like mm -hmm. I was getting good grades or, oh, I didn't mm -hmm. sound a certain way or, or yep. like, oh, like I'm not like, I try not to be as like physically imposing on people, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like abrasive. And so it's just like all these things that people be like, oh, well, you're not, you're not black, you're white, you're an Oreo. You know what I'm saying? You remember being yeah. called Oreo? Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, what do you mean do I remember being called Oreo? Yeah. Bro, what do you, bro? I got, man, Oreo, I got Uncle Tom. N nigga, people still call me an Uncle Tom till this day. You tell him it's Uncle Pooch, it's not Uncle Tom. You tell him it's Uncle yeah, Pooch. Yeah, it's Uncle Pooch, bitch. It ain't Uncle <laughs> Tom. And the crazy part about them calling me an Uncle Tom, bro, is like, it like on the surface level, because I don't openly like scream out Black Lives Matter yeah. and all this shit, you know, people may assume that. But behind closed doors, people who know me know I ride for Black people 24-7, no, 365. Yeah. yeah, like I'm always riding for Black people. But I'm questioned on like where, because in, 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 I'll jump right into it. I'm questioned on it because people see me. People know my vernacular. Yeah. People know that I've been educated. People know I've dated outside my race. Yeah. So it's like, nigga, you don't love yourself. And it's like, hey, oh, yeah. I don't I don't love myself. That's crazy. You think I don't love myself. That's that's crazy. No, it is that I don't fit inside your box of what you think I should check. So therefore, I'm not who you, I'm not black enough. You know, I uh I I'll start off with this and then I'll like you know I'll get into some questions. But actually, let me let me close that off. Actually, so like, yeah, go ahead. I think, go ahead. yeah, it was like him that like, oh, you don't love yourself, you don't love your mama, mm -hmm. like if you got a white oh. girl or whatever. Um, oh. But the thing oh. was, and I think really what the biggest driving factor was, I think you know me and you having similar upbringings, it's like you're trying to like distance yourself from a lot of like um, the bad. Mm -hmm. And so like you know yes. one, one way through that is education, right? It's like. Yep. If you grow up broke, you never want to be broke again. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, no, no it's, never. that's the thing. And so it's like going from mindset of this is what this is or to mm -hmm. um, this is what this could be. And just like, yo, like, I just want to make it. And for me, I, I want to make it and I want to put my people on. So, I mean, you know yep. that about me. It's like any, yep. anywhere that I am, we are, if that makes sense. Yep. So it's like I'm oh. trying to do everything I can to make sure I can bring the homies too. So Yeah. No, Mel is literally my version of Nipsey Hussle. Like he he pointed out something that uh, I just skipped over when he was at UCLA, I was at JC. And if you know anything about playing college sports, it's hard as fuck to break through. It's it's difficult. Yeah. It's fucking difficult. And Mel, I mean, looking back on it, he really stuck my head, his neck out there for me. He gave me his coach's numbers and was like, yo, here's my coach's numbers. This is what you need to do. Long story short, I didn't get in. I didn't get on. But, you know, I'll never forget him doing it for me where like. I had family members I was begging. I had, you know, I don't know if I ever told you that, Mel. I had a family member that went to UCLA. Like, fucking was, like, a, like, assistant coach's best friend or something like that. And yeah. then that nigga wouldn't even call me back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the fact that you were like, listen, dog, I'm here. And at the time, we were broke. I mean, I'm still yeah. broke. But <laughs> Mel was just a college student. He was like, bro, no, I'm trying to get you to, I'm trying to get you on this level. That's a form of friendship that I knew I could never let go. And the crazy thing about it is, I, I, I tell Mel this, is like, you know, dude, I could go two, three, 20 years without talking to you and we can pick it up and be like, bro, what the fuck is going on? How have yeah. you been? And that's a true form of friendship. But you you, you do make a good point. Breaking a cycle. Education is breaking a fucking cycle. And so when we did decide, you know, what, what, which avenue we wanted to go through in life, uh, breaking that cycle was different because people wanted to try to pull you down. Now, yeah. I'm not going to front. Um, I don't know Mel's uh, history on this. I personally was not with the shits at first. I wanted to be that authentic black because I didn't want to be different. Uh, 14, 15, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old pooch. Mm -mm, he was a fucking dog. That little nigga wanted to, I got in so much trouble. Thank God. I never got actually like uh, arrested, Yeah, but I just did so much dumb shit. And I just remember one day, bro, it came to me in like a dream. Um, Like I, I just, I just was laying in bed and I looked up. I was still in high school. I was laying in bed and I looked up in my dream and I thought to myself, 
I have nothing to do and nowhere to go in life. And that was the scariest fucking feeling in, in, in the scariest fucking feeling. And I was like, dude, I got to get my shit together. I got to get my shit together. I got to do something. And that was one of the things that just drives me now. Like, you've known me at times when I still feel like I got nothing going on. And it's still like, I still got something to hold on to. So, yeah, that dog, that's breaking the cycle is hard. Breaking yeah. the cycle first is hard, especially I'm going to go out on a limb and say for a black man trying to do something different is fucking hard. And it's scary as shit because chances are most people are not going to support you when you're first trying no, to break yeah. the cycle. They're going to be like, you're fucking stupid. Go sit your ignorant ass down and go jigaboo and gyrate. Um, yeah. The, the, yeah, we you can get said, that about. We can get that for hours. It's like, it's, oh man, yeah, but, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that for a second. Um, so, uh, we kind of just kind of got into the first portion of it of talking about being ashamed. Uh, and uh, you know, you just hit it off. You were like, "Yo, dog, like, no, I've I've fucking been there. You know, I, I fucking have been there." Um, and we talked about education and how that comes into it. So now, here's the thing. I, I'm oh man, I love to hear your fucking opinion on this. So now you are male now you are who you are mm-hmm. and you've done the things you've done yeah have you ever been ashamed of the success you've had in life because you're a pretty successful ass nigga like ladies and gentlemen this is the most successful friend i got <laughs> i literally am i'm clinching on i'm watching this nigga's moves <laughs> Mel makes, i'm making it Mel's like Mel. Mel told me he was like yo i got into tech i'm getting into tech Mel was like i'm getting i'm going to i'm going into business school i'm going to business school i'm moving to, <laughs> nigga i'm moving to connecticut where the fuck we going Mel? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> the Mel is my fucking nipsey hustle so like have you ever looked at your success in the lack of the success of your peers uh, or like family members and felt ashamed that you made you like you've made it and they haven't? Absolutely. Like, that's something that I still kind of deal with uh, in a different way than uh, when yeah. I was younger. But yeah, like I kind of would just downplay my my shit or just like yeah. pretend like it wasn't mine or say I was got lucky. Like, for instance, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> so a lot of people don't know this about me. So like mm-hmm. so for um, for college, for instance, so I was getting. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it in line flats. I was. I was getting somewhat recruited. Not. A, not. A, not a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I received a handful of letters from UCLA. They weren't gonna offer me anything. Uh, mm-hmm. But so I broke my leg my senior year, and mm-hmm. um, I had to apply like with all the regular mm-hmm. applicants, and, and I got in um, like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but fast forward to years later, like being in my first job, people would mm-hmm. like talk, talk, talk mess to me like, "Oh, you only got in UCLA because you played football," and like I would just. I would just downplay it, be like, yeah, and so what? But like that, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I had to get into school like everybody else. I yeah. then had to play football and the first year I wasn't on scholarship. So I had to like mm-hmm. try to make things work and, you know, earn the scholarship and that kind of took care of that. But that's mm-hmm. just an example. I would just downplay different things to make mm-hmm. other people feel comfortable all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to, to fit in just because I felt like I didn't want to, um, I think it was just like wanting to be like wanting to be accepted by certain people or like your peers, right? So it's like either your coworkers or people that you're around the most. Um, and I think like, yeah, just just looking for acceptance. You know what I mean? Like being something that we all want uh, when we're young, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's um. You said the biggest the biggest thing fit in, dog. Man, let me tell you something. At twenty eight, I'm, I'm almost twenty eight. The only thing I want to fit in is my fucking jeans. Straight up. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only thing I want to fit in. That fit in shit is for the fucking birds. I Listen, I mean, listen, I don't want to ruffle the feathers anymore. Like, I don't want to just, I mean, to an extent, I want to ruffle some feathers. But that whole, I want to be accepted. I want people to like me. Fuck that, bro. I'm way too old. Like, listen. Yeah, I'm sounding like pooch, myself. Yeah, exactly. I do pooch like pooch. Like, I know my birthday is a month. Well, yesterday, uh, my birthday will be in 29 days. Yeah. I'm going to cry so hard on this birthday because not because I'm sad, because it's going to be the first birthday that I fucking had that I didn't wake up and say, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, damn, Pooch, you're really moving into the version of the version of yourself that you want to be in the version of yourself you know you wanted to be. Because the old version of me was the version who tried to do things to make his mama happy, yeah. make his dad happy, make his you know girl at the time happy, be somebody his siblings can look up to. Now I walk around, and I mean, not to be team, I just let my nuts hang. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, listen, you know, I, I try to be as respectful as possible. I try to be, you know, as honest as possible. I try to be as genuine as possible. But for the most part, hey, my G, let me tell you something. Fuck you and whatever you got going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, to piss anybody off, but I'm also not here to spread your cheeks and kiss your ass. Yeah, and that's the goal. 
I mean, once yeah. we, we all can get to that space, it's like, yeah, like you got to make yourself happy first and foremost, because it's like, yo, I mean, this is a perfect situation. We're in quarantine. People are dying yep. every day. By the, I mean, yep. people are dying by the thousands every day. And it's like, yep. for what? Yes. You just over here going to kiss ass the day you die or like not be you? Yes. So it's exactly. like, exactly. This shit is that, fragile, that, man. Kobe Bryant died this year. That, shit is fragile. So, you know. Dog, just, oof, don't even remind yeah. me. And in, in the crazy part about you saying you're in New York in quarantine, you remember, I came to New York. Yeah. During the fucking epidemic, like pandemic, like as soon as the shit was about to jump off, I came. Yeah, and you were like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm here." And you were like, "Um, do you want to go back?" And I was like, "Nope." I know. I was like, and, "All right, we'll do the best we can," but it was kind of scary. yeah, yeah. You were like, "Well, we're gonna do the best we can to hang out." Like you were sending me tickets, like, "Hey, bro, go back home." Like, bro, <laughs> not, not going back home. I'm not going back home. And you're right, bro. People were like sick. There was like. I remember the city was so quiet yeah. and it's like at one point, like Mel, Mel's a busy guy, so he had to work and I had to go to Maryland to do, do a show and I came back on the train and as soon as I got off the train, my, I didn't have any service and Mel had sent me like 30 articles like, bruh, just go, Keith, leave, leave, <laughs> please go. And I was like, nope, 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 and more nopes. And I just like kept walking around. I'm like walking around fucking New York. A tour. I'm a tourist. I'm just walking around. Just walking around on my cell phone, taking pictures of shit, walking in the middle of the streets, taking pictures of myself. And and when I got back here in Cali, people were like, you're fucking insane. And I'll tell you something. I said the same thing on one of my first episodes. When people tell me I'm crazy, I'm like, thanks. I fucking know. Because here's the thing. No one who's ever done anything phenomenal in life has ever been looked at as sane. Yeah. No one. Albert Einstein was a fucking idiot to people they were like dude you're fucking crazy yeah. go sit down please comb your like, hair so <laughs> yeah, comb, yeah comb your hair <laughs> comb your hair yeah. nigga take a bath what are you doing with this formula what are you doing you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like you know like the nigga who made the television i'm sure people like the tv you're fucking insane like nobody's gonna sit in front of a box yeah all day michael jordan was on the fucking b team you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, when people tell me I'm crazy, I actually like it now. I'm like, thanks. You know, in the realm of certain type no, of crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't talking about rubbing shit on my fucking face and, <laughs> and you know, and throwing it crazy. No, yeah. We're, yeah, but we're talking about, like, like you really believe that about yourself? And I'm like, yes, I do. It was... Uh, I, I, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, just going back to that no, time, yeah. it was just hard because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of places were shutting down. You know what I mean? So it was, like, yeah. an eerie feeling, and, like, at, at that time, nobody really knew what it was, yep. how it was. I mean, to some extent, mm-hmm. we still don't really know, but especially at that time, it's like, yo, ain't nobody knows. You can't be in places more than 50 people, and like, you've seen it. We, shit was shut down, so... But thankfully, we, we just pivoted, and we just had people over here. We played, uh, we did some board games. We kicked it with yep. different people, so... Kicked it with people. Yeah, no, we made the most yeah, of it. Made the most and that's life. That's life, man. You make the most of your fucking situation. You don't just sit back, and you don't complain about every single thing. And if you do, Bitch, you'll never move past. Yeah. You know, like the, the thing, the thing I always admired about Mel was, and um, not to get too uh, sappy, was like, I know Mel's had setbacks in life. I know you've had things that have like, I've taken, shit that I've taken more L's than, than wins. Oh my Straight goodness, up, more L's. I've taken more L's than yeah. wins. Man, I've, pff, who you telling, bro? I've taken so many L's. But the thing about Mel is like, even with the L's he's taken, I've never heard this nigga say, I'm giving up. I'm done. I'm, I'm out of here. Now, I'm sure you probably have given up in your brain. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure you probably have given up on certain things. But, like, Mel's always been like, hey, man, you know, just, you know, we just got to progress. We got to move forward. And I need that type of energy because one thing I, at least I was, is I was a fucking failure in life because I quit at every first sight. Like, if, if it got a little too tough, I was like, I'm done. Like, I felt like I could have possibly gotten to UCLA, but I remember thinking, like, bro, I don't want to study this hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to work this hard. And like looking back on it, what an embarrassment I was to myself to be giving up like that. But hey, you know, you live and you fucking learn. Um, transition, man. Now we we're, we're successful. Yeah. You're successful. You know, I'm mildly successful. <laughs> I still stay with my mom. Uh, you now have placed yourself in a position to put people on. Yeah. Um, you said it though. You say like where I am, my homies go. But do you ever feel pressured by the 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 black tax? Uh, you know what that is, right? I mean, I can infer what that is. Like, just trying, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to put your people Look at on. this nigga. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of explain. The black tax is, yes, that's exactly. When you're trying to put your people on, there's like a thing where in like minority culture, yeah. where like when one of us makes it out, 
uh, that person must come back and it's their job to pay it forward and get everybody out. Yeah. You know, and the problem is, is that if everybody wants to get out, it's no problem. You know, like people like myself, people like, you know, people that you've tried to help who like exude the energy of like, hey, I want to get out. Like, I want to be better. Like, it's different. But, you know, when you got to like pull teeth to be like, man, stop doing this. Stop going there. Stop going to jail. Stop, you know, stop going, you know, you know, drugging yourself up. Like, do you ever feel that pressure that like, yo, like, I don't need to do this. I don't need to help these niggas. Like, fuck y'all niggas. I'm gonna leave you niggas behind. Have you ever felt like that? I mean, not to that extent. And just because like, mm-hmm. for me, like, I just, I don't really forget too many, too many things. Um, too mm. many like important things or like life changing things. Mm. And I just remember mm. there was a time where like people were coming and putting me on, helping me out. You know what I mean? And like, I couldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be here without, without that. So um, mm. I want to be that person too. You know what I mean? So like that gives back and helps out and does what he can and just like kind of lays down the, the blueprint. But with that being mm. said, it's like, you know, you can lead a, what is it? You can lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. And that's really what it is. It's like, oh, yeah. I do my best to be okay. like, hey, like, this, this is how I did it. I wouldn't tell you to do something I wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, there's that. And then it's like, but it's not easy. And so, with that, I mean, the process takes care of itself. Like, I kind of got into, I kind of got into it with my brother um, not mm-hmm. so long ago because, like, he wanted me to help him out with the job. And, uh, mm-hmm. And that's still something I'm like trying to work through because it's like I can help people get jobs other places. I'm just trying to do a better job of helping get people jobs where I work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I mean, long story being short, like he was like you know newly out of college, so it's like I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you can't really come straight to do what I do right out of school, but mm-hmm. you can go to different places where you can learn the skills to, to listen yeah. to yourself to do that. And that's how I got my job. Yeah, I mean that's how I'll get. That's how I got the job now. Just like you know, mm-hmm. doing the best you can at what you're doing, but. I set him up the job interview and he didn't even show up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, dog, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I didn't want that job. I, I want to, you know, be at XYZ company. I'm like, dog, it doesn't work like that. One, two, no. it's like, dog, don't, don't, don't fuck up my name. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to yeah. pull a lot of strings, and it's like you're gonna mess mm-hmm. it up for for me or like whoever I try to put on next. It's like, yo, like next. So it's mm-hmm. like, when it comes down to that, I'm just like, damn, man, like don't. But that's also a, a learning lesson. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Some people want certain things, but you know, this there's a price to everything, right? So it's like mm-hmm. some people don't yeah. want to don't want to pay that price. Um and just trying mm-hmm. to be better about distinguishing who's worth it and who is it not worth it for. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like um, and even on that I had pull a number of strings, but now it's like I I kinda try to do a little bit more digging so I don't end up in situations mm-hmm. where it's like I'm messing up my good name or um connections yeah. I have. Yeah. No, you um you you hit a nail there, um, you know, that whole lead a horse to the water. I like to say, let me tell you something. You can bring a fool to a thought, but you can't make them think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then that's literally like how your game goes. That's how you literally philosophize. Like, Mel literally gives you the game. He tells you where to go with it. And it's crazy because he does this thing where, like, you ask him a question. The nigga's so busy. Like, let me tell you how busy this nigga Mel is. I was in his crib, black the fuck out drunk. I woke up. Not because I woke up. I woke up because I kept hearing, I kept hearing ding, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. It was his fucking phone. His phone was going off with so many text messages to the point that I grabbed it. And I was like, bro, I got to turn this phone down. Like, my fucking head is killing me. I'm like, fucking, you know, like, and the thing about it was I needed to get up anyways because we had a party to go to. And I fucking, we was going to be late fucking with me. You know, my party. I didn't fucking like, I got to go meet some people. Me being a fucking, you know, dumbass, not even getting there on time. But anyway, it's like, I go grab your phone. I, I, I don't think I ever told you this. I don't think I did tell you this. I grabbed your phone, and I saw the notification bar. It said, like, 500 messages. <laughs> and I was like, a bad habit oh, I have. <laughs> my God. This man has 500 text messages? And the thing about it is to bring it back around is, like, I told you, he will give you game. And what he'll do is Mel will give you the game. He'll give you the blueprint. And then he'll, like, disappear. Not because he like wants to disappear, because that nigga got shit to do. So he'll disappear, and when he disappears, you basically that's his way of saying like, "Did you do what I told you to do?" And it's like, "Yes, okay, well here's the next step." <laughs> and then if you're like, he'll be like, "Did you do what I told you to do?" And you're like, "No." He'll be like, "Well, I can't give you nothing else until you do that." And it's just like it's so gangster because is he doesn't force feed it down your throat. It's just like, dog, here's the game. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what you got to do, and if you don't do it, like. You know, maybe it'll work for you doing another route. But for me, it, it didn't work. And so that's why, again, like, that's why I, I love about you, bro. Like, the philosophy of, like, you even you with the black text. It's like, dog, I can only do so much for you. 
until it, I can't do anything for you at all. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's just really how the game goes. So now we're in a space, bro. And, um, you know, we, we, you did the black tax and, um, it's, you're fucking gave back to your people, right? You, you're educated. You you got a couple of dollars. I ain't gonna count your dollars, but I know your dollars. Nigga, I looked up what your job title is. I see what type of money you making. I've been to your career. This nigga, this nigga male lives a fucking, this nigga, this nigga male is a fucking movie, bro. Like I went to his crib. The first thing I said, what did I say when I walked in your crib, male? I don't remember, dog. I've been drinking too much. Yeah, you've been drinking so much. I walked into Mel's crib. I looked around. I said, nigga, you must have had somebody come clean this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this place is nice. But I was like, ain't no way in hell a single man out here fucking, like, his crib is fucking nice, y'all. Like, but no, like, you live in a nice little place, like a little, like, you know, on the, on the second floor and shit like that. And so, you know, you out here, dog, you're doing your own thing. You're living in your own spot. You got your own money and shit like that. What is dating like as... We, you already kind of, uh, you know, you already kind of said something about it. But what's dating like to be like an uh, unauthentic, authentic black man? <laughs> man, so what do I even start? There's like so many things. Just like from just being a person standpoint, really, while the apartment's clean, something I learned. It's like, yo, know, my apartment used to be dirty more often, and then like mm-hmm. that'd be the times when girls want to come over, and I'm like, man, damn. Oh, and like the issue really was because I was out with them, so I couldn't even like pick my mm-hmm. apartment up real quick. So it's just like. Mm. There was a number of times I had girls waiting out <laughs> in the hallway <laughs> trying to, you know, fix up everything. And I'm like, you know what? It'd just be easier if I just had this thing just clean from the jump. So I'm trying to do a better job of just having it just like presentable more often. Uh, but when mm. it comes to dating, man, uh, that's like one of my struggles, honestly. I just feel like for so many reasons. Uh, you remember how earlier how you were talking about how like I don't want like to give up on things? Yeah, I mean, I think that's good in terms of like just being resilient, but it's not good in terms of relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know where you're going. To, I know where you're going. You need to know when to walk away. And sorry, got this motorcycle. Shit's loud. You need mm-hmm. to know when to walk away. But like, mm-hmm. I don't really ever know when. You know what I mean? I'm always just like, yo, let's just do it. Let's do it this way. Let's drive that way. Let's do it this way. And mm-hmm. dog, it's not good. It's like one of my toxic traits. So, oh yeah, um, to myself and a relationship. But in terms of dating, like. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm 28 years old. I'm kind of just taking it as it comes. Like, what I learned, because I remember like being younger and being like, oh my god, my game needs to be on point. So I remember just like, mm-hmm. just studying different things, reading different stuff, watching people spit game, and being like, okay, like that's what I need mm-hmm. to do. But the funny mm-hmm. thing is, like, the older you get, the more you realize it's like, it's it's in the juice, it's in the sauce. You know what I mean? So it's like now it's like oh, I don't yeah. even need to spit game as hard or as much. It's like. The way I live, what yep. I where I am, like my apartment, all takes care of itself. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, yes, don't even need to be out here with all the funny jokes. Just like you know, the, yep. the vibes chill. Then it's pretty. No, it's it's pretty solid. You, you know, the funny thing that you said there is uh, well, two funny things. I'll, I'll get into the the first portion, and then the second portion is what really hit home with me. Is that you said it's in the juices and the sauce. You don't have to be out here with the funny jokes and all that shit. Now, people listen to my show. If you haven't listened to my show before, if this is your first time I've listened, um, obviously I do a podcast, but I also do stand-up comedy. And I have a fucking other job. I have, actually I have four jobs. Um, but the thing about it is, is people come to this con- conclusion that when you see me talking to women or you know, you know, a woman, that it's like, oh, he's trying to be funny, he's trying to get with her. Dude, in the midst of if you ever see me really telling jokes to a woman. I'm definitely not trying to get with her. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is just me and my own type of personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the attraction for me comes through just mutual yeah. energy. You know what I'm saying? And it just and it just flows. You're right. When you were younger, you're like, oh, I need to speak yeah. game. I need to do this. I need that. And I'm like, mm-mm. I'm going to do shit. Let me, let me tell you something, baby. Look at me. I'm fine, boo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you got to have the energy. You got to have the energy. That BDE they talk about. Yeah, straight up. About and just be like, nah. And the older you can just classify certain things in certain situations. I remember being younger, being like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, like I got to get this shit right now. I got to spit the mm-hmm. right joke or the right mm-hmm. phrase or say the right mm-hmm. thing. Be smooth right now. But now I'm just like, mm-hmm. there's, been, there's been situations where it's like there were girls who probably didn't give me the time of day. And then, like, you know, two, three mm-hmm. years later, they're kind of circling back. You know what I'm saying? So, like, oh, yeah. And also, not everything's going to be yeah. a relationship. So it's also understanding that, like, it might just be a situation Boy. where it's like you just hooking up with someone. And really, that might have been all that, that you wanted. So it's like, yo, like, Yo, I have this episode. I'm sure you probably heard it before, but I have this episode called R&B Singers yeah. Toxic. 
And I literally explain how that is the case, how a lot of young men have to understand that women are humans. And sometimes, bro, they just want some dick from you. That's it. They just want to fuck you. That's it. Stop trying to sing these love songs and stop trying to fucking like be Mr. Nah, bro. That's all she wants some dick, bro. Leave her alone. You know what I'm saying? Just leave her alone. But no, you you also what really really drove home is that you know our similarities are fucking on point. And like you said, not giving up is one of your similarities. Uh, ironically, for me, you know, I I said I was a quitter, but when it comes to love, baby, when it comes to those emotions, yeah. I am not. <laughs> you know, like I have, I will say I've been in. I mean, I've dated a good amount of women, but I've only necessarily really been in two relationships my whole yeah. life. You know, and boy, when I tell you my toxic, my toxic ass is a leech. I'm a fucking leech. I'm latching on to you, girl. Like, listen, now that I got you in my strings, I won't let go of you. Sam Smith said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm like, I'm latching on to you. And I could not buy better with a fucking song. That song literally describes my clingy ass and the crazy about being my ass being clingy is like i don't realize i'm clingy until like i'm in the middle of it and i'm like oh no, yeah. shit like what the fuck am i doing like damn i'm really like making all my moves around this female like i remember like the last person i dated i remember like when i look back on it bro i wasn't doing shit unless she was like hey this is what we're doing today i'm like all right cool like you know and like women don't like that dog you gotta be you gotta be yeah. forward you gotta be the leader you gotta be like no like, I, I tell you one thing I remember, like, I remember seeing a male do once before. He was like, nah, that's not what we're doing. And he was talking to a female, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he was like, nah, that's not what we're doing. And if that's what you think we're doing, then I, you, you can go home. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And the funny thing about it is, ladies and gentlemen, that person went home. And then the funniest thing about it is, when I, my black ass woke up from blacking out of being drunk, that person was back. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Mel, the next morning, Mel was just like, "Yeah, man, just be like that sometimes. I just gotta remember the motherfucker." And 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 as they say in fucking listen, dog, every single time, like for me, the three words I say to myself every day I wake up is reset, refocus, regroup. Every single time I think I forget who the fuck I am, I literally think about that scene in Lion King when yeah. Mufasa like is like stars, and he tells Simba like, "Remember who you are." You know what I'm saying? And that's really what it comes down to. It's like remembering who you are in the dating scene. When you are who, when you're, when you're the type of, and I'm going to, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Get mad at me. Mel ain't got to agree. Don't yell at Mel. Yell at me. Cause I'm about to say some shit that might be a slightly toxic. When you are the former black man that me and Mel are, you got to sometimes remind motherfuckers, you ain't no fucking just run of the mill. You know what I'm saying? I ain't no goddamn Joe Blow. <laughs> now that don't mean I'm not going to like have my head up my ass and think that I'm better than you. But if I must remind you, you 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 dealing with a winner here, baby. So whatever the fuck you dealing with, whatever the fuck you want to do, like go do that. But understand here, like this ain't no, this ain't no, this ain't average Joe's. Yeah. You know, one of the things that always like chuckled me and tickled me. And speak on it if you want. Don't speak on it if you don't have to. If you don't want to, it's just this is my thing. I'm about to get into real quick. I remember a woman once telling me I was dating someone at the time, and they were like, "What's your girlfriend look like?" I was like, uh, she's about this tall. She has this type of haircut and she's this age. And then they were like, no, what does she look like? Do you have a picture? And I was like, uh, I don't have my phone on me, but she's black. And she looked at me and she goes, you date black women? And I'm like, yeah, I love me some Nubian nuggets. And she was like, you don't look like the type that date black women. And I'm like, what the fuck? Does that type look? It would be too much sometimes. There are assumptions. It's like, yo, bro, what the fuck you mean? I don't look like I date black women. And I, I remember I looked at her and I go, "What am I too educated? Is my haircut too straight? Is my suit ironed too creased? Do I smell too good? Like, what is it that makes you think this about me?" And so, like that, that goes back into our authentic black. Like, why do you assume that I can't like like black women because of who I am? And not to mention. I, like I said before, I dated outside my race. Why do you assume I don't fucking love myself or my mother because yeah. I dated outside my race? Like, what the... What is that narrative come those from? Two, like, those two and two together, I'm like, man, that's nothing to do with anything. Nothing. Has nothing to do with anything. I mean, I am not one of these fucking Clayton Bigsby, 
Uncle Tom as niggas like white yeah. power, like little white people, because I'm like, because you see me with an Indian woman on my arm, or you see me with a white woman on my arm, or you see me hanging out with a, you know, a, a Filipino chick. I have no idea. Don't get me wrong. I'm down with the brown. I love like women, but it's just like, again, that that's a pressure. And you know, the crazy thing about that story, Mel, is a black woman said yeah. that to me. And I was like, dude, that's so crazy. Like, I don't see why. And the only reason I bring that story up is because, see, that was a moment of where I felt like at the time I needed yeah. solidification. Like, I was like, no, let me prove to you why I am who I am. Now, if a motherfucker was like, oh, Pooch, you don't look like you date uh, black women. I'd be like, yeah, maybe I don't. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. What's today? Thursday? No, no yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> No, people, they're just all over the place with that kind of shit. And, like, I get that a lot. Like, oh, Mel doesn't date black girls. Like, I do. I love black women. I love all women. You know what I mean? It's just, like, sometimes, yeah. you know, I got, yeah. I got different girls around for different things. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, the time you see me, it might not have been one of those situations. So, uh, just. But, yeah, and also get to the point, like, I don't need to explain myself. Like, I just, I was, you was, li- you literally took the words out of my mouth. I, I was literally about to say, I ain't got to yeah. explain shit to you. I don't have to explain a fucking thing to you, okay? What you saw me with is what you saw me with. What you didn't see me with is what you didn't see me with. I personally don't give but a fuck, But then it comes honestly. down to, okay, you've um, seen a lot, but understand next time you see me, you didn't see all that. You know what I mean? Because I might be with somebody, <laughs> 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 with somebody else. You didn't see shit. <laughs> listen, let me please. Listen, when you see me, don't ask me yeah. what happened to so-and-so. Don't ask me where so-and-so. Don't ask me who is this. The, oh my God, that is probably one of the worst fucking films in the world. Where is Blah Blah? Blah? You just... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like hey, yeah. Fuck up. <laughs> Mel, yo, Mel's so fucking funny. I remember when 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 we when we linked in New York. I was like, Mel, what's this girl's name? And you said it, and I was like, and I was like, bro, listen, I'm not gonna <laughs> say her name. <laughs> I was like, listen, I'm not gonna say her name because honestly. Boy, I be forgetting motherfuckers' names. You know me. I just be rambling, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then say the wrong name. And then you be like, oh, oh my God. Yo, side story, me and Mel, I told you guys, we were we were in New York during the quarantine when it first popped off, so we couldn't really do much. So we were drinking. I, well, I was drinking. I was drinking like a motherfucker. Well, we both were drinking like a motherfucker. But I was, you know, I was, I was you know, I'm a little something with my drinks. And we were playing a game. And Mel looked at me and he snapped. He was like, Keith, man, I need you to focus. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know what I'm saying, dog. Let's just be out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, and he was like, focus, focus, nigga, focus. <laughs> oh, shit. But no, you're right. Like, yo, what you saw me with is what you saw me with. Don't ask me no fucking questions. You know what I'm saying? But it is but what again, it is. That's, that's really I'll one of the biggest that game. Thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's exactly. Circle. Exactly. Like, what day is this? Is, this, is it Sunday? Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think I do date her. I'm not very sure. Like, like is it May? Uh huh. Yep. Talking to her again. And that just formulates around that plot again about like, uh, you know, like it's never yeah. yours. It's just your turn with it. And then that also formulates around the plot again of like, being you know young and you know in the form of successful you you have to look at it and and if i can say anything too as we're on this subject matter one of the biggest things is is that mel is a walking you know i actually said this to you the other day mel i said how do you juggle being so successful in dating like how the fuck do you you fucking do that. You want to chime in on that on a little bit of game of that you ain't gotta you ain't gotta tell you snitch on yourself but like man i don't I don't know, man. It's just a kind of, <laughs> it kind of takes care of itself. You like, I ain't no, to I mean, it takes care of itself, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't sit and think about it. It's like, if I can make it work, I make it work. If I can, I can't. And like, I'm very flexible and fluid mm-hmm. uh, with those situations mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I mean, you were here. There's some situations where shit was really popping. Mm-hmm. There's some situations where it's like, I'm in the room, but I'm not mentally there. Like, I'm, you know, doing 10, 15 different things. Uh, in those situations, oh, yeah. we have different people with oh, us. Yeah. So, like, and like people who are around me enough, they kind of get the deal. Mm-hmm. Like, they know they can't always get all of me mm-hmm. at at all times. But like, mm-hmm. there will be times where they have my full mm-hmm. attention. Other times, where it's just like I'm just a warm body next to you, and you know, I just got to ask God get through <laughs> some shit, and then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be back. Well, there was a moment when I was in that house. Uh, we was in that crib, and I looked around. And like you were like, where'd you go? And I was like, bro, I just had to give you a moment because I don't know who the fuck's walking in here and who's not walking in here. 
<laughs> you were like, oh, don't worry about it, man. It's all good. And I was like, okay, cool. I have no idea. Um, but no, I, I, I feel you. One of the things that I can say that's like very, very, that's very, very um, impressive and inspirational is that you, Mel, definitely operate on a on the fashion of if you build it, they will come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it once, like if you, once they sniff success, yeah. they will invest. You know, like I know you dated, I know you dated around, but like because you've been so big on your jo on your job and doing the things you need to do, it's kind of like you just said, it just falls in place, bro. Like that was the thing you told me. You were like pooch, like bro, like you, what you got to do is focus on you and kind of just focus on that shit and like and and not to say like that but you were just like understand like once you become like mildly successful some women just gonna flock yeah. to you because the idea of you and that was funny to hear you say because as a broke man some women flock to me because the idea of me and i'm like baby i'm broke so i can only imagine what it's like to actually be a man that has his shit together and women just like oh look look at you you know, like you told me, you were like, bro, there's some women that I know if I didn't have the things that I have or the, the, the status that I have, they wouldn't fucking deal with Yo, me. Yo, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> all that stuff's coming back. No, no it's true. It's like, there are some things where it's like, you might fit the idea that they're looking for, where it's like, there are some girls that want financial yeah. stability. And like, for me, it's like, I, I, you know, I make a decent amount. And so like, I never, there's never a situation where I can't do anything I want to do. Well, I can do everything I need to do and most things I want to do within reason so it's not it's like if i want to be at the bar and i want a 400 dollar tab i'll do that by myself and like, I'm, I'm not tripping off of it yeah so it's like Flex. Flex. And that's really the thing so it's like and you know maybe with me i got it i'll take care of it we're having a good time and it's just like there's that stuff but that stuff kind of comes from what i yeah. do or it's like we don't want to be at the bar we just you know we get some nice ass bottles and just chill on my fire escape or just chill in the apartment or whatever so it's just um, on my fire escape. I mean, you know, New York don't got balconies. <laughs> we just got fire escapes. So this nigga Mel, I remember we went to the we went to the liquor store because there was like I had a comedy. I was gonna do a stand-up. Like we were gonna go do it. I was gonna, you know, you were gonna come to my show, but it got canceled because of COVID-19. So we were like, what are we gonna do? You're like, well, I guess we're gonna get drunk. And so we walk into the to the liquor store and I initially go to the aisle of the shit I can afford. And Mel goes, what do I want? <laughs> and I go, dog, that's a different type of flex. And you're like, what? I was like, bro, you walked in here and said, what do I want? I walked in here and said, what can I afford? And again, this nigga Mel just looks at me. He's like, oh, bro, in due time. It's all right. You'll get there. It's all right, man. You'll, 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 you'll get there, pooch. And I'm like, bro, stop. No, I'm not. Just... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, bro. Like, I, I honestly take it in stride as inspiration. You know what I'm saying? I take it in stride as inspiration because I, I've said this to you before, but I need people like you in my life. You know, my friends and people around me, I feel like should either be so widely above me or if we're at the same level, you're inspiring me to go higher. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm past the point in my life as being that authentic black guy who wants to be on the block with his homies, with his niggas drinking all yeah. day and just fucking, you know, kicking with bitches and having gold teeth in my mouth. You know, I released an episode called Tall Teeth and Jabot Jeans yeah. where I talk about growth and how yeah. growth hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like growth hurts like a bitch. Like it hurts so bad to fucking change my, my, my perspective in life. And people looked at me like I was fucking crazy. You know, I like I'm very big into enlightenment now. I read self meditation books and like I talk to people about like the the art of Buddhism and shit. And people look at me like I'm fucking crazy. I'm like, yo, the art of enlightenment is crazy. It's great. And they're like, no, I mean, all this stuff is real. About? And I think like, and all of us at some point, this is something that I do like, pretty regularly. It's just like look at myself in the mirror and be like, yo, like, mm. just take a real, give myself a real good check. Like, yo, like you're not, you didn't accomplish this because because mm. of you and like. You know, got to come to terms mm -hmm. and just accept things, and you got to be better about this or better about that, and just like just keeping it real um, and honest. And like, I think some of that kind of mm -hmm. translates into other aspects of my life because it's like when it comes to some things, man. Like, and this also falls on the women. Like, I know what I am and I know what I'm not. Like, and I'm okay with not being yep. that person, but I can also connect you to the right person. You know, what I mean, I have no problem doing that because it's like what mm -hmm. helps one helps many. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if I can put other people <clears> in positions to do well that also looks good on me right in so many ways it's like yo so i'm just trying to take care of my people anyways so this nigga this nigga spitting this nigga is fucking spitting 
what is good for one is good for many. Um, that's that's crazy, man. I'm about to wrap this up. I okay. just want to get into the last couple of things. So now now you're in a position, bro. You're obviously you're successful. You're dating and things like that. Um, at a certain point in your life, looking at everything that you've done, like, do you ever look at it and you ever wonder, like, you know, uh, and I didn't send you this question, so I'm about to throw you off. You ever look at your life right now and feel like, you know, you're technically a bachelor, right? You're, you're technically a bachelor. You ever look at your life and think like your life won't be fulfilled until you have like a wife or kids or you just like, bro. I'm, I think at some I'm, point there was a little bit of that, like when I was younger. Because, I mean, you grow up thinking that like this yeah. is the ideal lifestyle, right? Have, have kids, have a house, mm-hmm. um, wife mm-hmm. a defense dog, mm-hmm. all, the, all that type of shit. But um I mean, the older I get, mm-hmm. like, the more I realize certain things. It's like certain things need to be in order for certain things to happen. Meaning, like, I want to be at a, at, a, at a spot where I don't have yep. to work, you know, 50 plus hours a week, 60 hours a week. I can just work a cool 30 and make yep. double what I'm making. You know what I mean? And so I think in that way, so I can be around. Because right, yep. I, I think, you know, anyone yep. could bring a kid in this world, but that, that ain't shit. You need to be, you know, you need to be there and be around and, those are the things. So, like for me, it's like if I can't yep. do it right, then I'm, I'm I shouldn't do it at all. Uh, and so that's kind of how I feel about the whole like, yep. family, kids. Like, I mean, girls, girls, guys, whatever you're into, those people they come and go, right? Like, there were so many situations. There's so many girlfriends. Yep. I look back on it where I'm like, yo, I could have just settled down and married them, right? And like, and it could and it could have it could have worked yep. for at least for a little bit, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, we make decisions and kind of just roll with it. So, uh, I think for me, it's just that's going to help me feel, feel fulfilled is kind of like um, trying to manifest what's most important, right? So what's most important to me, like the, my people in my life, um, seeing that they're successful and seeing that they do well and that I can, you know, kind of uh, continue on that path as well. So it's just like, I'm just taking it in stride and not putting too much yeah. um, onus on any one yeah. thing. Yeah. No, that's that's uh, that's that's beautiful, man. I I only ask that question because like I mean, you know, me and you are the same age, um, and like you know, we are. Uh, I have a good amount of friends um, that are our age. There, we're anomalies, bro. Yeah. We don't have any fucking kids, and we're not even close to having kids. Like n- like a good amount of my good friends, it's like none of us are like even in relationships. I mean, granted, yeah. babies come out of non relationships too, but like you know, when like you like you have those friends, you're like, oh, they're working on having children. Like, dog, none of my dogs is even, like, even close to getting married or having kids. And it's just like, damn, like, are we living a, le- a, a less than fulfilling life? But what I realized is uh, something we talked about in pre-production that I tell you, I tell you about in the story, is, like, I think a lot of my friends, and I can, I can, I can applaud us on this because I definitely try to hold us all accountable. We're all men um, and, and some of the women um, who are trying to yeah. find our self-love first. Like, I'm missing a tooth in my mouth. And Mel didn't even realize I was missing a tooth in my mouth. And some of you guys don't even realize I'm missing a tooth in my mouth. Um, it's one of my front teeth. Uh, and the thing about it is, is uh, I was in an accident when I was a kid, fucked up my teeth. Um, when I was an adult, I got a fake tooth. I recently lost that tooth like a year ago. And I, you know, I have health insurance. I have benefits. I could get the fucking, get my, my teeth fixed. And I'll, and I'll get them, I'll get them fixed. Because I'm not all about that J. Cole <laughs> smile shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but... The thing about it was, is I was telling Mel, I did like a social experience, uh, experiment on myself where I initially, when I lost my tooth, I hated how I looked. I was like, dude, you don't have a fucking tooth in your mouth. Like you look fucking crazy. And I, I felt that way. I embodied that. I felt stupid, embarrassed. I felt stupid, ugly. I felt stupid. Just, I just felt ugly. And the thing about it was, is like after my mental breakdown, after all the things that happened to me last year, I had to go through this regrowth process where I had to reset, refocus, regroup and learn to love myself enough to be like, listen, I'm missing a fucking tooth in my mouth. Big fucking whoop. You know what I'm saying? I still believe that I'm a handsome guy. I still believe I'm, I'm an intellectual guy. And again, on that shit, as Mel said, if you build it, it will come. When they sense, when they sense success, they will invest. If you don't believe in yourself and love thyself and fucking know thyself. I recently bought a ring that um, that says uh, know thyself in pig Latin, and I love it because that's a huge thing. People don't know themselves. They know who people tell them they should be. You know, they know who people think they should be. They know who their parents want them to be, but they don't really know themselves, you know. And with that being said is um, and kind of pick back on what you just said. People come and go, dog. That's life. Relationships don't work out. That's life. 
all this stuff is just part of fucking life. There's been people who lived thousands of years before us who went through the same shit. But the thing about it is, is if you don't know yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you don't even acknowledge yourself and yourself, meaning your flaws, good and bad. Yeah. Because you, there's, sometimes there's good or flaws. It's good in know? one category and bad in another. If like you don't acknowledge. Up. It's exactly oh yep you like the whole night giving up um if you don't acknowledge these things then at that point what you find yourself is in a box in a bubble of living a life for to, to be fulfilled um uh to be fulfilled for other people and that's crazy to me like i remember living for other people and i will never do that again you know what i'm saying i will never live for anyone else now i will again that's that's a teeter totter line because I don't like don't get it twisted. Don't think Uncle Puche said go around, go around, yeah. disrespect your mother, smack your father, and fuck everybody else. I didn't say that. No, 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 no. But in the grand scheme of things, wake up in the morning, ask yourself, what do you want? What do you like? What do you want to do? And then put those things in place and put those things in motion. Dude, I have no fucking experience in podcasting. I have no fucking experience in podcasting. I woke up one day and I was like, this is what I want to fucking do. And I remember Mel was like, yo, your show's dope. And I was like, you think so? And he was like, yeah, man, keep going. And I was like, dog, I, I'm just literally winging it. Mel, the, the line of work that Mel does, um, I work kind of a similar line, but I'm like in a low, you know, a different field. But I want to do the type of work, you know, outside of, you know, the work I do right now, like with my stand-up comedy and my podcast. And if this doesn't really take up, you know, I want to be in that form of work that Mel works in. Dog, I got no experience in it. And I remember Mel was like, pooch, this is where you got to go. You know, and like, he's not lying, ladies and gentlemen, he put me in positions. I had a job opportunity with Facebook and I mean, I showed up for the interview. I just didn't get it, you know, um, but it's, it's just flattering to me to just understand that in life, guys, if you don't know how to do something, one, you just got to start. And then two, you got to find people who know how to do it. And hopefully they're genuine enough that they can fucking assist you and move you in that direction. And you may not go exactly um, where uh, they are going. And be okay with that because realistically, their story ain't your fucking story. You know what I'm saying? Their goal ain't your fucking goal. So with that being said, you just got to hope and pray and wish that you're doing things that in essence, in the grand scheme of some form of things, make you satisfied. I don't want to say happy yeah. because happy is a temporary emotion. Not everybody's happy all the fucking time. You can't be happy all the fucking time. Nobody is. I am not happy all the fucking time. Nobody is. You know, and if you are, you're fucking weird, okay? Like, but yeah, that's, but the pursuit that's, of that's happiness, crazy. nobody's happy all the fucking time. There's not a reason. Can aspire and pursue happiness. At that's all a real thing. But no yeah. one's gonna be happy. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, no, and that's that's a big thing for our generation now because they're like, I want to be happy. I want to be happy, and it's like, Same. nigga, I want to be six feet tall. <laughs> you know, like fuck. But you don't get that. You have to understand that. But yeah, man, um, Mel, I'm going to wrap it up here, man, because I know you got to go out there and save the world, slap a couple of bitches. Yeah. Uh, by bitches, I mean bitch niggas. And, um, <laughs> and go make a cure for fucking uh, COVID-19. Let me tell you something about Mel. Mel is fucking great. I'm so happy to be Mel's friend. This motherfucker Mel is like the fucking, uh, the, he's like the vaccine for COVID-19. He's the best kept secret. Like this nigga, this nigga, one day, this nigga is going to be on some type of platform. I'm like, that's my fucking friend. Nah, I appreciate and that. And I'm so proud. I know this nigga. So, Mel, if you if you want, man, no problem, dog. You know how I feel about you, bro. Um, uh, if you want to drop your, you know, your IG tag for people, if you don't, if you want to just say your name, I'll do that. Yourself, shout out and go wrap this up. I always try to get my follower account go. up. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, go ahead, bro. Uh, <laughs> IG is uh, Melvo. <laughs> it's uh, spelled N E L V O E. So you can find me on there. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I, as always, I'll post a picture. You can put your shit in the fucking, uh, in the motherfucking uh, uh, bio, and we'll we move from there. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mel is uh, is 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 a great man, man. And let me tell you something: this nigga has uh, he has more <laughs> options than a college football team in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't get if you don't get that reference, you're way too young to be talking to us. Anyways, uh, Mel, bro, as always, my nigga, uh, it is fucking wonderful chatting with you, bro. I'm so glad we were able to do this. This is something in the works. No, yeah. We were supposed to do it months and months ago, but fucking COVID nineteen fucking slowed everything down. Um, when this shit lifts and this able to travel, and you know I'm taking my ass back out here. So you know you got to Manhattan. We're gonna link up but, uh, and do the real talk, man. The show, like it's, it's amazing. I listen. <laughs> Uh, real frequently, and just the guests you have on here, the content that you be providing week, week, week after week is, is dope. So I'm proud of you, man. Good shit, honestly. Yeah.
<laughs> don't don't make me cry, nigga. You you know no, you man, know, nigga. Man, I'm a big ass stuff. softy, and I will cry like a bitch. <laughs> man, listen, I'm I'm just trying yeah. to make a way to get to make a way. You know, what I'm saying for people out there. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and close this out, man. Um, you listen to another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot now host Uncle with sophisticated ignorance. Alright, man. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew you were gonna be the first nigga on the show to say my name. I knew you were gonna be the first nigga on the show. I was trying to, to say it together, man. But you know what? As much money, listen. As much money, you ain't saying this. Dude. You ain't fucking High School Musical. You saying a kid bop? As much money as you got, listen. You could slap my sister in the face, and I'd say sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> as always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please remember to allow the peace to kill the evil that is coming from within you. Until next time, uh-huh. I'm out. Mel, I'm going to call you, bro. <laughs>